Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Talking Tofu, the podcast about vegan snacking. I'm David Streepy. I'm Becky Streepy. This week on the show, we're talking about the Acre Maid Scramble dinner at Francia. Francia, 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 and trying more Oreos, including the new limited edition flavor. I got a note on that. The new limited edition flavor. Yeah, they have a new limited edition flavor. Uh, it's the V that I have oh. maybe the issue with. You, they... you can tell at every point where I read that, where I would have notes too. <laughs> It was very clear tells. It was. Yeah. Do you want to just go through all of them? Go go ahead. No, no, no. I, um, no, I, well, I remembered. Okay. I will go through them in order. The sometimes is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you make a note, like you type that up, the sometimes, so that you don't forget that I, this is an opportunity to make a sometimes joke at this point, right? I mean, it's a skeleton script, so. For sure, yeah, but that's why it's there. I'm not saying you add it in every time, but well, it's part of the shell. When you say you type that up, that's what it sounds like you're you saying. You typed up this... I'm sorry. Was this dictated? Talk to text. By somebody else? Talk that's to text? That's why there's so many typos. Yeah. Uh, dinner at Francia. I got a little hung up and self-conscious about my Southern accent. Mm-hmm. And that was evident. That was pretty clear. Yeah. We kind of paused in the moment for that. And let's... Let's be clear that neither of us knows that it is 100% Francia. Yeah, it could be Francia. Could be Francia. 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 Neither way. Well, when I do it like that both ways. Francia, it's got a little Andrea Zuckerman vibe to it, (laughs) which I like. And then the third one, like I said, uh, more Oreos is kind of silly because it's like, and we're doing the thing again and calling it a new thing. But also the new limited edition flavor is... Should I have There's list? probably more. Yeah. Okay. So we've got birthday cake Oreos and we've got the most Oreo Oreo. And we'll go into what that means. See. All right. Later. If I may. This week on the show, we're talking about the Acre Maid Scramble Dinner at Francia and trying the most Oreo Oreo. See, that is like, oh my gosh, I got to wait for that. It doesn't matter that we didn't say the birthday cake Oreo. It'll be fine when we get there and be like, there's two kinds of Oreos. <laughs> but we put the the clear headline description one in the headline. Yeah, that's a good note. I, I t- accept that okay. note. Do you accept all the notes? I accept that note. Do you accept all the notes? No. What other what notes do you reject? No, actually, I accept yeah, all the notes. They're all fair notes. They're great notes. Most of them are me based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's the weekend treating you? three-day weekend three-day weekend well i got up this morning late on a monday uh and then got straight to work as you do on a three-day weekend okay uh, i got a lot done made a reel that i'm pretty happy with so i'm sure it will get like a six or seven views okay and that's uh, more than listeners than we have 
True, true. So Toeheads, if you all watch my new reel when it comes out. You get nine. <laughs> Great. From six to nine. It'll be super. You get thousands of views on your videos, on your little videos. On my little videos? Yes. It depends. If I work really hard on them and like take a lot of time and like edit things really carefully and like try to have fun with it, then I don't. But right. if I slap some bullshit on right. Instagram, thousands. So it takes less time to do that. So just do that a lot. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I don't okay. want to just slap some bullshit up well, there. Maybe it's a one for them, one for you situation. Where <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where do, I've settled. You do the, the bullshit slap together piece for them because they don't know quality, you know? Yeah. And that gives you the resources and the time that you need to make the ones for you, the reels that you would want to see on your social media feed of one. I guess with my recipes, it's just hit and miss because Instagram, like is hit and miss their algorithm like uh, the same video posted twice on two different days will have wildly different oh i thought you were saying that that happened i was like that's a problem no it's fine just space it out but uh, you know they'll perform anyway no i don't like Mm -hmm. when people post things twice because it makes me feel like i'm having i'm either like psychic or i'm having (laughs) a brain problem oh well usually what i'll do is like like I create my recipe videos and I do them with the cooking sounds and a voiceover. Mm-hmm. And then I'll use it maybe a month or two later again. Mm. But it, instead of using my audio, I'll put just music. Because mm. sometimes people don't want to hear me yammering. They want to hear no. the Oogum Boogum song while I chop potatoes. Do they? Have you used the Oogum Boogum song in a video? Certainly. Yeah, it did really well. <laughs> it's a great song. Just ask Dim Sim Kitty. She loves it and gets served it all the time. No, you get it served all the time, too, because I hear it two rooms over. I love it. Half the time, that's Dim Sim Kitty sending me the latest reel that she saw with the Oogum Boogum song. Because now that we've talked about it on the pod, she sends it to me every time. And it's a lot that she gets it. It's true. We cursed her with that. That's our fault. Dave. Yeah. How's your weekend treating you? Okay, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Wow. So, three-day weekend, huh? President's Day. Day weekend. We love a president. And what better way to celebrate President's Day weekend than at the dog park? That's right. I took the pups to the dog park. Twice. Yes, twice. Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) I was going to make a meal out of the Saturday one and then talk about how I enjoyed it so much. I I brought them back again on Sunday. But yeah, I took them on Saturday and Sunday to Fetch Dog Park. And then I took our child to the trampoline park today. So... Dog park, dog park, kid park. Yeah, you did great. I've done nothing for myself this entire time. It's been all in service of those I love. I feel like the dog park is for everyone. It's for you. You get to watch the dogs. Okay. And the, I, I do. I like to watch the dogs. Dogs are great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying... But I don't... I wouldn't go if I didn't have dogs. And I wouldn't go if my dogs didn't enjoy it. But you would... If you didn't have dogs, you wouldn't be you lover of dogs that I loves to watch dogs lived a long big part of my life without dogs i know and it was so sad i was a pretty happy guy yeah you happy did. enough to attract you it's true you didn't know what you were gonna go back into that <laughs> it's fine <laughs> get back into that we can just gloss it's moving Bring on you somebody rock solid and straight and narrow to uh like flip the narrative of your relationship history no i like it the way it is no that's what i'm saying i did that you did that I was the steady rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid. From your, from your 
tumultuous relationship. You had a you had a thing for a bad boy. I guess so. Yeah. You had a thing for that teacher. I grew up in the 90s. The high school teacher. That, <laughs> he was not a teacher. That went to college that you then dated, we, lived with, married? No. You didn't marry? No. Okay. I've never been married before you, Dave. Yeah. I know. I know you say that. <laughs> and Wait, Dave, Dave, Dave. We're talking about your weekend. I know. Well, okay. So we'll get back to my weekend. So I did the dog parks. Did dog park on multiple days. The second day I had to park far away. So popular. Yeah. I had to walk those dogs. As I drove away from the full parking lot, Cora got the most stressed out look on her face. Because <gasps> oh, she thought we were giving up. Uh, but, but she got over it. The Then today, took the, the child to the trampoline park where you pay a lot of money. And then you jump around on a trampoline for an hour or two. And I jumped too. He encouraged me to jump with him and I jumped really, really high. And we did the whole like, you, oh, you popcorn. Tog- is that what it's called? Popcorn? Yeah. Where your friend jumps and then Please take you over. jump when they land to like pop right. them up in the air. Yeah. That's called popcorn? That's what we called it. Okay. Because that's not how popcorn is made. No, but you're popping them up in the air like popcorn kernels flying out of an air popper. Pop, pop, pop. There's probably a better thing for it that's more honest in how like the the reference goes though you know you're right like like you're flipping a, a pancake call it flapjacks so you did flapjacks with the kid nobody knows what i mean when i say that though <laughs> i have to say pop i can't change everything about the world no. this is a relatively small one yeah so i played popcorn it just doesn't make any sense but i played popcorn <laughs> and i got really high and then uh, as I fell, I felt my spine contract. Oh, no. <laughs> and was quickly reminded of my age. So I'm going to a massage after this. And I just took it as you're just get, giving her stuff to work with. Yeah. You know? She'd be bored if you didn't banking, do that. Yeah, exactly. She'd be like, this person's in great shape. Why do they need me? Yeah. What am I doing? I'm massaging. This is what my hands are doing. Yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. Why'd you even come in? Mm-hmm. But now there's something to do. Yeah. All right, you're not. Okay. No, you're I'm not so, on board. You're not on board for I'm, this. I am. I'm right, just, well, well, you want to do the takeout? What? I'm engaging with your story. You're just staring at me. It's listening. That's my active listening. What should I be doing? <laughs> yeah, but you were telling I'm a listening. story. No, I asked you a question. You were telling a story. <laughs> I was just listening. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, let's talk some takeout. Sing the song. <laughs> I wrote a song. What? I didn't record it though. God so. damn it. Sorry. Will you sing it? No. Instead, we'll do. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Now take out, baby. Can't you see? Nope, nope. That. Take out, baby. You tell me about that food you ate. That's the next line. What was, was that takeout that you ate? You're just asking twice. Or did you go out and eat it instead? What was that takeout that you ate? Unlistenable podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about? Francia, my fave. Yeah. Francia. Francia. So we looked it up and it's pronounced Francia. 
So we went to Francia. We went there before a fish concert. And so that was pretty early in the evening. We went at like five, I think. So we got seated right away, got our drinks and our menus. And then uh, while we were perusing the menu, uh, this father and son walked in. And the son had the most croupy, like that barking, terrifying, something is very wrong with me coughs. Mm -hmm. And then they got seated right next to us. So I went over and and basically was like, can we move? Because I feel like I can't, I don't want to get COVID today yeah. from this kid. And they moved us to, they said they had some outside seats. This was New York in December. Not outside seating weather, mm -hmm. but their outside seat was basically like a, a little box with yeah. windows. I mean, it's not inconsistent with what the other restaurants are doing. Yeah. Like there's a little shed outside on the on the curb. Yeah, but, with windows and a lot of tables and it had seat warmers that you could use if you wanted and it had a little call button to call the server because it's easy to get forgotten out there. And it was such a nice experience sitting out there. Yeah. And we didn't get COVID. That's right. Just a real double whammy of good stuff happening. And the seats, uh, the heated seats were very cool. They were all heated pads that you could kind of turn on or off if you wanted. And there was a little call button that you could press to get somebody to come out and take your order and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. It was really cool. So we met a coworker of Dave's there for dinner. You just call him a friend. We met a friend of Dave's there for dinner, and it was really fun and good. I didn't write down the drink that I got. Dang it. Did you not get the ginger tea? I didn't. I branched out. I did have the ginger tea because you always rave about it, and I had never gotten it. So I got that, and I thought it was good stuff. It was very gingery. No big surprise there, but uh, felt heartier than just like a bag of ginger tea. Yeah, they brew it from fresh ginger and they sweeten it with like agave or something. And it's so good. It yeah. feels like it's like healing your body when you drink it. Oh, their ginger tea is so good. I got the rose green tea. I felt like I wanted a little pick-me-up before the show. And it was really good. It comes with the bag um, like in the pot. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really great green tea with like a little bit of a floral rose flavor. And I enjoyed it a lot. And it did the job. It kept me going all night. Yeah. I think we, we shot past how beautiful this restaurant is. It's one of the prettier restaurants that I've ever been to in New York. Probably anywhere, really. But it's got three levels in it and very ornate design. The lighting is perfect. It really is like one of my favorite rooms to eat in that I've ever been in. They put a candle in front of you when you're eating. Like when you are seated, they light a candle for you. It's so nice. Yeah, yeah. Just ambiance city. So their menu, their sushi, a pretty robust sushi menu. There's also like dumplings, a lot of dumplings, wings, uh, scallion kimchi pancakes. They have buffalo wings. Uh, for me, I don't know. I have to confess that I'm a little bit myopic because I look at it through the stone bowls that they offer, which they have a huge variety of. And that tends to be what I get more often than not. And spoiler alert, that's what I got this time. But I look at all of the other stuff as like, it, it's its job to talk you out of getting a stone bowl and get that instead. <laughs> and it never succeeds. 
So I got the avocado stone bowl, which, no, I got the tofu stone bowl. I'm sorry. So yes, it was the, it had tofu, but it's called on the menu, the avocado stone bowl, a uh, variety of vegetables. There was some seaweed in there. Obviously there was uh, a lot of avocado, carrots, greens, uh, and tofu. And it was all over rice in a big sizzly, sizzly bowl. Mm. It's very hearty. Very, I, when we go to New York specifically to go to concerts, I like to try to stay. I, I want to find a balance of something that's filling, but also not like super seasoned in one direction or the other, because then you're just kind of like sitting with that and dealing with that for the rest of the night, if you're me. Uh, and I, and this one was really flavorful and, and ticked every box on, on my gotta have list. What did you have? I had the kabocha pumpkin with tofu and eggplant. Our my trip to New York this time was just a journey from kabocha pumpkin to kabocha pumpkin. That's true. And it came on a sizzling plate and it had like a miso sauce on it and it was just so good. I ate every last bit of it and it was incredible. Did we say this place is 100% vegan? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100% vegan. And it's really I I'm sure that this is the most tired vegan line in the world, but you would have no idea. Somebody coming in off the street would have as good an experience. Like they wouldn't, their expectations would be met. Yes. We've eaten there. It's our favorite place. I feel like to bring omnivores. We've eaten there with more than once with omnivore friends and they love it. The, you know, they have, they have several fish dishes they have several beef and pork dishes. They have several chicken dishes. Like the range is is phenomenal. Not just in all the different styles of food that they offer, but in the different styles of protein that you can get in all of those different styles of food. There's there's just so much there. Yeah. Just incredible. So big thumbs up. Big thumbs ups. Yes. Big thumbs ups. I can't wait to go back. I'm looking at this menu. It's making me hungry. And I definitely recommend going on their website because... They have pictures of every single dish on their menu, so you can go and get hungry like I'm doing right now. It's pretty cool. I do have one note. They have a dish called the Vegan Yakitori Galore, and I think that it should be called the Vegan Yakitori Galore. Yeah. But that's the only note that I have. Missed opportunity there, Francia. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, great job. Yep. This is Talking Toadoos. All right, welcome to Talkin' Tone News. This is a segment of the podcast where I present a headline that I have found that has crossed the editor's desk at the Talkin' Tone News headquarters, and I share it for discussion. And this week's headline is from Plant-Based News by Polly Foreman. That's a great name. On February 20th, 2023. So this one's hot off the presses. Extra, extra. You can now buy Pringles flavored vegan chicken fries. The vegan chicken products will be available to buy in the U.S. next month. So subheadline immediately contradicts the top headline. <laughs> you cannot now buy Pringles flavored vegan chicken fries. You will be able to buy them next month. But they are close and I'm ready. In a very unexpected plant-based food launch, Kellogg's has announced the debut of Pringles-flavored vegan chicken fries in the U.S. The company has combined two of its brands, Morningstar Farms and Pringles, 
to create the unusual vegan snack. Morningstar Farms chicken fries will be available in two plant-based flavors, original and cheddar cheese. The former will offer a classic potato and meatless chicken broth taste. The latter will feature spice, salt, and dairy-free cheddar. They'll Mm. be available in U.S. stores from March. These sound incredible. Yeah, this is... uh, Pretty exciting. I I don't know how they're going to taste, but this is in line with the Lego my sorry Ego waffles, the chicken Ego waffle sandwiches, which was also a Morningstar collab. Oh yeah, they're doing a lot of mashups. They right are now. doing a lot of mashups, and this article puts that puzzle piece into place for me that Kellogg's owns all of these brands, and that's why they are doing these mashups. But that is so smart. Yeah. Why not cross pollinate? Yeah. It's really fun. I love that. I make a cornflake tofu chicken nugget where you do it in the food processor. You grind up like cornflakes with lots of spices and some corn starch to make it stick and uh, coat the tofu and then bake it. And it is crunchy and flavorful and so good. And I feel like they could really nail it if they do it right. Like chips and cereal, like those make a great coating if you grind them up. Totally. Oh, I can't wait to try it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, next month, not right now, though. No, not right now. Yeah. Uh, given our mission mission to bring more people into the plant-based protein space, partnering with Pringles seemed like the perfect next step in plant-based innovation for Morningstar Farms, said Daniel Rapoport, Kellogg's marketing director, plant-based protein. Cool job. She added that the new product brings a distinct plate flavor profile for a groundbreaking mashup. She said mashup. Uh, the... Polly said that. Yes. I said mashup. All right. Great. We all said mashup. Yep. Everybody's saying mashup. Kellogg's is one of a number of companies to have tapped into the ever-growing vegan market. Morningstar Farms, which produces vegan and vegetarian food, was bought by Kellogg's in 1999. Launched by Worthington Foods in 1975, it's been heralded as one of the first companies to introduce Americans to using soy as a meat replacement. Recently, Kellogg's revamped the brand with its Incognito line, which features vegan chicken, breakfast sausage, and burgers. These launches coincide with the skyrocketing popularity of meat-free eating. The plant-based meat market has been growing year on year, and experts have predicted it will be worth $24.8 billion in 2030. So get, get your investing pocket ready. <laughs> so yeah, big news. Huge. Big news. I love that. I feel like also the incognito, that is some legit stuff. Morningstar, I feel like, has kind of almost was coming in at a disadvantage because they've been around. Uh And then all these like new players entered the field that had these innovative new things. And I feel like they really came back strong with that incognito. That stuff rivals the like beyond and impossible stuff to me. I think that you're right. I think Morningstar has a challenge to overcome in the vegan space because so much of their stuff is not vegan historically. It still has milk an egg sometimes in it i think well they were phasing that out have they finished doing that no no they have not they're the bacon that i looked at yesterday at kroger still had milk in it so that's what i'm saying they don't have a consistent vegan they're not synonymous with vegan and that's a choice that they're making yeah so now i'm wondering is incognito meant to be their vegan offering which if it is it's pretty limiting as a concept because it then has to be meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess that's most of what they're working with anyway. It's just weird, like the vegetizers line, like the pizza bites and stuff like that would seem weird as incognito. Yeah, that's true. 
So I don't know what's, what they've got going on. The corn dogs are not incognito. There's also a breakfast corn dog that we've got that we've got to try that's Morningstar and not incognito. The bacon, as I was saying, was not vegan. I think that some of their burger patties are not vegan, and that's probably an intentional choice to have an incognito vegan patty and a Morningstar vegan patty, but it just creates a lot of confusion. Yeah, that is confusing. I feel like that's another like history problem of theirs. Like they need to because they said they were going to update everything to be vegan. Uh-huh. Like they've been around since the '90s. Like Morningstar black bean. When I was vegetarian in the '90s. We always kept Morningstar black bean burgers in the freezer. And to me, like that 90s connection, like I think of it as a sunflower seed vegetarian Mm -hmm. brand. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. not that they use sunflower, but you know what I mean? That era of meatless eating. Um, So I think. The sunflower seed a brand? No, just like when, like when you were a vegetarian in the 90s, sunflower seeds on everything. Oh, okay. Just like that 90s health food. Mm -hmm. Style, I guess. And I think they still Boca ha- Burger. Yeah. Very Boca Burger. I don't know. Garden Burger. Oh my gosh. Garden yeah. Burgers. <laughs> yes. And uh, I feel like they have recipes left over from that time that they need to still mm-hmm. update. Yeah. Like they, st- I think they still have a black bean patty. And that just feels do. like an outdated, such an outdated idea. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to try it, but kind of would like to keep my fond memory of it. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> This is Talking Toes. Okay, we talked takeout. We talked toe news. And now we're going to talk sponsors. And we'll be right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Back. And we're back. I bet there wasn't a mid-roll, was there? Uh, but if there was, thank you for supporting that product, as long as it is not a meat product. Oh, speaking of oh. asking our listeners for information, I did get some responses to our poll in uh, in my what? messages here. What poll was this? Uh, hang on. Got to refresh my memory on specifically which poll. I have bad news for you. I don't. Uh, uh, oh, have you heard of Publix? Have you? No. Have you Soren. heard of Soren? That's right. And your favorite vegetable. Yes. So as a reminder... Or to introduce the concept to somebody listening for the first time, which is the more likely scenario. We were talking about the ride Soren at Epcot in a previous episode and got into a disagreement about whether it needed to be explained what it was or whether everybody knew what Soren was. And then a little bit later, we got into an argument about what the veg- best vegetable was. And so this poll is meant to knock both of those out. Yes. So the, the ask was... You either say yes or no, and then you say the vegetable. So yes, carrot. Correct. Okay. Okay. So this, I'm just going to read the, some of the most recent responses. Is there a clear winner? I don't know. Okay. I just, I kind of was reading them and then like, I need to print these out and then I didn't. So we're just doing it this way. Okay. Listener Stephanie says, yes, okra. Cool. Uh, Dim Sim Kitty. No, broccoli. Dim Sim Kitty. You don't know what Soren is? Broccoli's fine. She lives in Australia. Disney is global. Oh, Carol- Carolina, you did not follow the... Disney, Soren goes to Australia. Okay, so I guess Carolina didn't follow the... Carolina, the, you're running for best fan. I know, but she did answer the questions. The answers would be no butternut squash, which I know probably which, breaks your heart. If No, hold on. If that's one thought, then I agree. No butternut squash. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, no. Butternut squash. Butternut squash is great. I hate it. I think that's it. That's all I no, got. No, there were other responses to the pod because one or to the there poll. There were on because, Twitter. Right. Right, 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 right. I know. I'm, I'm all over the place with this. I should have compiled them. Listener, I know. Kadri's Kitchen replies, yes. Oh, because I only asked about Soren on Twitter, you... which my fault. And she saved the podcast because that was the Twitter poll. And she was the only respondent. Toeheads get on it. Uh, so that's it. That's that about that. So uh, people in the U.S. have heard of Soren. People outside have not, based on these responses. Which is frustrating because Soren, like the nine, nine out of the ten locations are international locations. Yeah? Yes. There's 10 locations? How many do you think there are? Uh, five. Soaring Around the World is a family attraction which gives the sensation of hang gliding, that question was answered, across 13 different world-famous landmarks. Uh-huh, okay. 13. That's not lucky, but go on. It's eight more than your five. What did you think oh, the five Oh, I thought were? you meant five at different Disney parks. What? No. I mean, how many locations you go to in the Soren experience? Oh, 13. I don't know how many Sorens there are. Oh. I think there's two. Where's the other one? Disneyland? California Adventure. 
Okay. And I think that one goes over California. Like it's just different parts of California. Oh. And now there's one in Shanghai Disneyland called Soaring Over the Horizon featuring a unique ending. It doesn't say what that is. Well, that's good. I don't want it spoiled if I ever go, which I mean, I probably won't. But what if I did? During the five minute adventure, you fly over the following locations. Spoiler alert for the locations you go to in Soren. Oh, God, I can't read half of these. Do you want me to read them? Matterhorn Mountain. Illulisat Ice Fjord. Sorry. Sydney Harbor. Dimsum Kitty. New Schwanstein Castle. Mount Kilimanjaro National Park. The Great Wall of China. The Pyramids of Giza. Taj Mahal. Mitten Boots. Butts. Mitten butts. Mitten butts. B-U-T-T-E-S. Buttes. Buttes. Mitten buttes. Lao Islands. Iguazu Falls. Eiffel Tower. And then Epcot exclusive finale is Spaceship Earth. What I got frustrated halfway through because I was like, I feel like maybe people who meet me think that I'm smart. (laughs) Sometimes. Yes. And then, like, maybe they'll listen to this mm-hmm. and be like, he's just an oaf. He's just, he can't read even English when it's in an article. <laughs> he can't read a menu out loud to save his life. Uh-oh. And now he can't even pronounce these simple locations that are popular enough to be in the Soren attraction. Yeah. And I volunteered to read all 13 of these without <laughs> looking at them. Yeah. Dave. Listener, I'd like to assure you that Dave's a smart guy. You would say that. You're shacked up to me. You're like shackled to me. I'll just, I'll add that to the show notes that Dave is a smart guy. No, then it's going to, that's just going to make people, no, it's just going to make people want to prove it wrong. Okay, you're right. Or be like, I wonder why she said that. Something must have happened. Then they'll listen. Then give us five stars. And hear all this dumb shit that I'm saying. (laughs) I guess I'm just saying I don't think you're saying dumb shit. Be nicer to yourself. I can't pronounce buttes. You were in your head because don't you just started on the fjords. Of... <laughs> you did it though. No, I didn't. I mean, I finished the word, yes, but I didn't. See, Bandit's shaking his head. He says, "Don't be so mean to my dad." Oh, that's Cora. Cora's got an itch. Everybody right. can't even get the dogs right. Sorry, Cora's usually the one by me, but she's the one by Dave today. <sighs> I don't deserve her love. Oh, buddy. Dave. Yeah. Let's let's talk about a scramby. I was scared of this scramby. Yeah. When you decided to make it because we got burned so bad on the Simply Eggless. Simply oh. Eggless was to me like, uh, why do you do this moment? Don't go too far to the sun. Stick with the great thing that you have. Yeah. And then you said, hey, <laughs> I got this powdered egg substitute. Also, it's powdered. We're I going to try it for the pod. Cora, are you okay, sweetie? Uh, I was skeptical for the same reason, because Simply Eggless was just the most vile thing I've ever had in my mouth. And uh, this is a powdered scramble substitute. And I was, it, I was hesitant about it. Yeah. Um, but the company Acre Made sent it to me with all this nice marketing materials that I'm going to go get in just a second. And um, the marketing materials were very sleek. They were. They were so sleek. Yeah. Um, 
and I I was excited to try it, but also hesitant because we've been burned. Let's first talk about these were sent to us, but we did not get any compensation. No, we were compensated with a bag of scramby. That's not compensation. But they were nice enough to send it with all this materials. So I took this powder. I mixed it with water as directed. And I will say that I wish that I long, long ago, there was a, a powdered vegan egg called the Veg that you scrambled up with tofu to make your tofu scramble eggier. Uh-huh. But you also reconstituted it. And the Veg directions were to put it in the blender with water. And that is what I would do with this next time because whisking them together, it gets quite thick and getting all the lumps out was a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. I, I would uh, rather just blend it up. Okay. And then you could toss in, uh, you know, your like seasonings. I mean, I guess you could do that in the bowl too. But anyway, I'd do all that in the blender and save myself the wrist pain. Um, so I scrambled it up with uh, onions and corn and garlic powder and black pepper. And as I was cooking it, it did not feel like things were going so great. But then at the end, it came together into an eggy scramble. Um, the kid... I was giving me running commentary as he was eating it. At first he said, this tastes like tofu, which he likes a tofu scramble, y'all. That's that's a decent review. Well. And then he said, now it tastes like Gardein meatballs, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. You're starting a little bit late because he came out and looked at it and said, is this just egg? Yeah. Because he as well had been burned We've by all, the Simply Eggless. Yeah. Understandable skepticism from the child. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's a different substitute. We're trying. We're going to see how it is. If it's bad, we don't have to finish it. And I thought the texture didn't have quite the like pop that the texture was a little different from the just egg texture, which I feel like is a little more scrambled eggy, firmer. It has almost like a a snap or a bite when you bite into it. Uh-huh. This was a little mushier in texture to me, but I thought the flavor was good. And I think I think it was good. I really liked it. And I like that it's powdered because that makes it shelf stable. I feel like it's a good thing to keep around for egg substitutions and also for the occasional scramble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I would eat it again. What were your thoughts, Dave? At first, I thought that it was very soft, too soft. And I got nervous that we were in simply eggless territory. And then I think as I had a few bites of it or chews of it, the flavor really came through in a way that just never really did with simply eggless. I know it's not fair to compare it to this bad thing, but that's where my head was at. And I enjoyed the flavor of it. I felt like it stuck together a little bit more than I would have liked. It was a little bit taffy-ish. Uh, but not overly so. Like you are able to like bite down and, and break off the, the the piece that you want. So it is a little bit firmer, I thought, than just egg, but also tastes a little bit softer, like softer, fluffier, but also like you can't break it up as easily as you can just egg. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the flavor was great. I thought that the scramble was great, and I came out of it a big fan. Yeah, I think scrambled up with a bunch of veggies, maybe a little vegan cheese if you're feeling fancy. I I struggle a little bit because the question that nobody asked is why do you need all of these if you've got one that's great that does the job really well? Yeah. If I if you made an egg equivalent, 
Not like there are a million types of eggs. There are a million types of ways to prepare an egg. But the egg's an egg, you know? So that doesn't really track here. And I think that I have a tough time saying what AcreMaid does, what situation would be better for AcreMaid than using just egg and vice versa. But I think that at the end of the day, you've got two really strong contenders. This one's probably more shelf stable, right? Yes, it has a two-year shelf life. I'm looking at it right here. So that's a big one. You probably have a bigger container of it, like keep a bigger container of it, just like in your pantry, which is huge. And I think I'm thinking this out just now. Like it's obviously not a prepared thought, but I think that really gives it an edge over just egg, which is a great experience. It's great to see it so much in the grocery store right now, but the clock's ticking when you buy it and you gotta, you gotta use it in time. And it's, it doesn't have a huge shelf life. It's got like a one month expiration. So right now you can buy these by the case. A case has eight bags in it and each bag has 12 eggs. The case is $55. So it's, it works out to like just under $7 per bag. And I'm trying to think about how that stacks up to just egg, which is like $5 a bottle, but is it is just egg eight or 12 servings? Because if it's eight, then the price is pretty comparable. Hmm. Like you could get a. So well, it the, says there's eight servings in a bottle of just egg, but does that mean eight eggs? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So the price is pretty comparable to just egg. So you could buy this case, and you would probably have your eggs worked out for the next like year and a half, two years. Yeah. It's ninety six total servings in the case, so that's a lot of eggs. Yeah. You'd be in quiches for days. Yeah, this would be good in a quiche. Yeah, I was thinking about making a quiche, but I don't know if there's enough left. Surely there is. There's a whole bunch left in the in the bag. That's the other thing. When we make a scramble, like we use a whole bottle of just egg. Yeah. And this was like probably half the bag to yeah. make a scramble for the three of us. Okay. Yep. Yep. I yep. mean, we did that because we're little goblins. We are. Yeah. Correct. Especially one of us, the littlest of us, would eat twice that amount of just egg if we made it. Yeah. we Dave started making those just egg bites that we mentioned in a previous episode. And he the the idea is that you make them and then you have them for two breakfasts. Yeah. Enough for really, yeah, I guess two breakfasts where we each have two egg bites for breakfast. Yeah. And uh, the kid would eat, could easily eat four. He ate three for breakfast today. Yeah. Uh, and they did write us a little note and they said, follow us at eat.acremaid to learn more. And so I'll pass that along. I'm comfortable passing that along sure. for no compensation. Sure. Just because I liked their product so much. I'm not doing that for Simply Eggless. Oh, hell no. Do not bother. You want to look them up? It's your funeral, but it's on you. You do it. Yeah. I'm not doing that for you. On a scale of zero to 10 dog or children parks. What do you give Acre Maid Scrambles? I'd give this an eight. Eight dog or children parks? Yeah, I feel like the price is good. I feel like the taste is good. It's easy to make. If I use the blender next time, it will be even easier to make. Yeah, eight. Eight dog parks. I, dog or children parks. You can't break them apart. Oh, sorry. Dave? 
I would give it nine dog out of children parks. I talked myself into a nine when I was describing its advantages right now because the shelf life goes a really long way. I think it would be a 10 if it was or if it was as easy to make as just egg, but it just isn't. It just isn't. You pour yeah. a thing of just egg in a skillet and three minutes later you got scrambled eggs. Yeah. Like you, you cannot beat that. No. You've got to whisk it yeah. or blend it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's not a huge lift, but it is a lift. Yeah. And now. And now. The thing you couldn't wait to get to. I can't. I've been looking at these in the pantry the, for days. The new limited edition flavor. Should we start with the birthday cake? Because I wanted to and finish with these. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay. All right. So I was at the grocery store and I was like, no, I wasn't at the grocery store. The child and I love to go to Target, y'all. We love to wander around to Target and think about what we want to spend our money on. And usually we don't buy a ton of stuff. Usually we just end up getting what we came for, but every once in a while, I go buck wild in the Target. And I certainly did that this time, uh, as evidenced by the kid pointing out these Oreos to me and me being like, get them both. (laughs) So the first ones we found were birthday cake Oreos. It is birthday cake flavored cream and chocolate cookies. And the cream in the photo is the white Oreo cream with the little rainbow flecks that you associate with birthday cake sprinkles. Funfetti. Like Funfetti, yeah. It's Funfetti Oreo, but it's chocolate cookie. I wash, I gotta wash my hands. Okay, Dave's gotta wash his hands, everyone. I'm back, my hands are clean. I'll tell you what, Dave, I feel like this smells like a birthday cake, smell it. It sort of does. Doesn't it sort of does? All right, I got to do two Oreos because I have to do one that I twist and one that I bite. Actually, no, maybe I can like bite half and then twist the other half. That's a lot of Oreos to eat. So they're they're making the same mistake that a child makes where they mean they think they mean birthday cake, they mean icing. They're describing icing. There's This is icing in between the cookie. I mean, icing is kind of what's between always all Oreos. No. No? I would have said that if I hadn't had this. This is icing. It does taste like birthday cake frosting. It was a very sweet, sweet cream. Yeah. So I did half where I bit into it, and then I've twisted and eaten the chocolate cookie. Now I've got another half open Oreo. You want to taste like a birthday cake? You got you to gotta somehow simulate the other 90% of a cake that is not icing. I will say, as much as I love chocolate, the chocolate works against this. Birthday cake's vanilla. It oh. should be a vanilla cookie. It I should be like, like the golden Oreo cookie. This is not good. Too sweet. It's really sweet. I'm not going to eat this again. The kid's going to love it. We've got so many... Oreos in the pantry. I got rid of those. Okay, good. Make room for these. I'm sick of looking at them. I was too. All right. So now I'm opening the most Oreo Oreo. I don't understand that phrase. So here's what's happening. Is it is the chocolate cookies and then the filling is a double stuff cookies and cream filling. So it's Oreo filling inside of an oreo cookie so we're equating 
cookies and cream and Oreo. That's kind of what Oreo is. So we're basically saying, I heard you like Oreo, so I put more Oreo in your Oreo. That's what they're, yes. Okay. It's kind of perverse when you think about it. This is kind of like pig as a mascot of a barbecue restaurant level. I mean, look at that. That's fat. It's a fat Oreo. It is a fat Oreo. All right. You grab one. Did you hear what I said about the pig as the mascot at the... Oh, yeah. The pig as the mascot of the barbecue restaurant is the saddest thing I've ever heard of. It's so sometimes, sometimes that it's crooked. Sometimes they're wearing a little pilgrim hat. Yeah, just to add like, an extra why? layer of like, what? It's too fat to eat. This is really good. It is really good. This is the most Oreo Oreo. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that the ch- cookie pieces in the cream are crumbled up Oreo chocolate That's cookie. what I was saying. That was the whole... I was asking. Yes. Then you're right. I said we're equating Oreo and cookies and cream. And you said, I think that that's what we need to do. What I meant was... The Oreo is the cookies. The, tr- the traditional Oreo is two cookies with cream in the middle. Now, the topping cookies and cream is informally mashed up Oreos in cream, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. So we are saying... I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> what is this face? Because you... We were there a few minutes ago, and then you just introduced this like it was a new idea, which made me realize that we weren't there when I was saying this a minute ago. So, they've made a cream for the Oreo Mm -hmm. that is mashed up Oreos in the cream. So, it's two cookies and a cream that's flavored by mashed up Oreos. Yes, that's what that is. That's what it seems like is happening. No, it's a hundred percent what's happening. Okay, it is what's happening, and it works. It's a big fatty fat, and it's really good. It doesn't look like the picture though. So earlier when I said <laughs> oh, no. we're on the same page with Oreos and cookies and cream being the same thing, and you said, "Yeah, we are." And then a few minutes later, when you were like, I think there's bits of Oreos in here. I think that's how they did this. <laughs> what, what did you mean at first, if, you, if not that? I guess you were... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm two Oreos deep at this point. My brain isn't working. This is me during the week. This is I shouldn't be doing this on my weekend. I'm sorry. We have a letter. Anything else? Yeah, we do. This is from Carolina. Hi, guys. This was sent to our email address, talkintofupod at gmail.com, and it got caught up in the spam. And we found that out because she sent me an Instagram message and was like, did you get my email? And I was like, Carolina. No, I did not. And then I had to log in. Because I have talking tofu stuff sent to just forward, yeah. So if stuff gets caught in that spam, it's yeah. it's like two layers of gone, and I have to really like dig to find it. Anyway, so when she told me that she sent an email, I was like, well, that's a thing to dig for. So I went to dig for it, and I found it. 
Hi, guys. I have an idea for a segment in your show. I started thinking about it since I know you have listeners all over the globe. For example, me from Sweden. I also know that traveling while vegan can be a big problem because you don't have access to your favorite food places that you usually go for both eating out and groceries. I am planning to go to London with my oldest kid in the (gasps) spring. London. Adil's house. Wagamama. In Adil's house. No, she doesn't live in London. No. And I would love if I could get some tips. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing late at your Adil joke. Okay. <laughs> and I would love if I could get some tips on how to find the best places to eat, both for snacks and meals. And I bet more people feel the same way. So that is my idea. Your listeners could write in questions about where to eat on trips, and people from that place could answer the following week. Oh. That's really sweet that and fun. interactive. I like it. And of course, Dave would have to compose a song to go with the segment. Oh, boy. But my name suggestion is Talk and Travel. But wait, there's oh. more of a follow-up. So this was sent on December 29th. And then on February February 8th, this is how long it took me to get to this because of it being in spam. Uh, I, got, I got this message. New episode idea came to me today. Forget the old one. <laughs> Okay. Watch Eurovision Song Contest and rate the songs. Swedish Song Contest started this Saturday, and I am so excited. And then she sent me some clips uh, to get a taste. This is the best Eurovision song. Wait, this is not that. Oh, yes, it is. This is it? I don't know if I can play this. I don't think that's probably allowed. Um, I don't think you're allowed. Uh, but she did send me some to check out if we want to get an idea of uh, of what we have in store for us with that. So those are her two suggestions for segments. Is a Eurovision segment or a travel segment? Okay. Um, I'm not super clear on the Eurovision idea. Is that we just talk about the songs they play? I think so. I'm not comfortable talking about how I don't like songs. Yeah, as that's someone art, who doesn't different. make songs. Well, hold on. Oh, well. Now, hold on a second. I'm saying me. We've played four of my creations on this episode alone. <laughs> me, me, me. No, you make wonderful music that anyway. delights my heart. Anyway. I don't make songs. I don't like to, I don't like to criticize art. That's something I've always been uncomfortable with. I'm not saying it's bad to do it inherently, but I've always felt bad doing it because I feel like maybe I just don't see what somebody else sees and that's okay. Yeah, not everything's for everybody. The other, I'm just going to shoot holes through both of these ideas. What? No, I like, okay. (laughs) I like them both too. That one, my own hangup prevents me from being able to do it, right? Yeah. That's that's my feedback. Nothing wrong with the suggestion, right? The other suggestion implies a network of listeners around the globe, <laughs> each ready and waiting for the prompt. <laughs> True. And while I believe that all of our current listener base is ready to rise to that challenge, I, I have my doubts about the reach of that network. Let's test it out. I feel like I'm happy to do it. Okay. But... How do we do it? I guess what we're going to do is say, y'all, Carolina's going to London. Wagamama. What should, well, of course, Wagamama. Yo, Sushi. Yes, Yo, Sushi. Here's the other, here's the other question. 
Cranks. I don't know what that is. Cranks, we went there. Cranks is uh, one of the first vegetarian oh, restaurants that, like ever. The basement place? Yeah. Oh, don't go to Cranks. Cranks, it's a piece of history. Um, the the Where I thought this was going to go was, and you have to keep that mic tap in, mm-hmm. is I struggle, like, I can look up, and I'm not saying the answer to this is just look it up, but if I'm going to London, I can look up top, London hotspots mm-hmm. and probably after a little bit of time, find something. But what I won't be able to find, especially if I'm not in a plane is what is good on the way to London. Like at if, the airports. If, if well, imagine you're in a country where the, the countries are all mashed together and drivable. Oh, and you're going from Sweden. She's probably flying, but if you're going from Sweden to London, London's an island. So, <laughs> She's probably not driving. I don't know. They get cars on and off the island pretty regularly, though. Yeah, I guess you just drive onto a boat. Onto a boat that holds cars. It's not far-fetched. Anyway, don't forget about this specific example. It's a 23-hour and 8-minute drive. Sounds like a great bonding experience for an older child. <laughs> it does. Anyway. You could stop in Denmark on the way and in Germany. Imagine I'm taking a trip to Austin, and I know that there are five vegan restaurants that I'm excited to try in Austin, Texas. Yes. But I'm not clear on what might be good for me to eat on the way from Atlanta to Austin, Texas. Where do you stop in Louisiana? I would want a network to tell me those things. Oh, you're driving down 20? Make sure you stop in Birmingham at blah, blah, blah. Make sure you stop in... Birmingham (laughs) also for blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chattanooga. Is on 20? Oh, I don't know. No, that's north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just face mocked me for not knowing a second city that was on 20. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the letter, Carolina. Yes, thank you. Uh, Toeheads, if you have more suggestions for where Carolina should eat in London, get at us. We'll read them out to her on the pod. Talking travels. Talking travels. Talking tovels. Talking (laughs) travels. That's it. Talking. Got it in two. Yep. 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 Hey. Hey. If you'd like to write us a letter, write to us at TalkingTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G or preferred method. Slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. I read and respond to every single one, especially Instagram. Not as much on Twitter as I once was. And Toeheads. Now is the time that we thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out, and we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. Thank you for hearing our show. All the phrases that we changed to toe. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> My heart is so full. That's all. Heart. Okay. Uh, you can also follow us at Talking Tofu on Twitter or Talking Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I am Glue and Glitter on all social media. And you can find my recipes, including those cornflake tofu nuggets, at glueandglitter.com. Yeah, I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. Line Leader was taken on TikTok. Line Leader on Fortnite. Sometimes, if you want to search for me on Fortnite, it's Line Space Leader, which is how I had to do my Epic account. But. If you're hitting me on the platforms, I'm Line Leader on the consoles. Um, 
And also, if you are doing it, I'm likely playing with my son, so be nice. Uh, that's all. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.